Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. This is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ right here in Omaha, Nebraska. Welcome to the program, to the Bible study once again today. So blessed to be able to be with our listeners every day. We're thankful that you're there and that you want to be in God's Word and learn more of His rich teachings and truths, His encouragements, the blessings that He offers, and the forgiveness that He offers to every one of us. We're thankful to have the opportunity to study with you. Now, we want to encourage you to come, if you're in the Omaha area, to come in person and check us out at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. Our, our, our church building is located at 3606 North 108th Street, 3606 North 108th Street, right here in Omaha. Bible classes begin at 9.30 on Sunday mornings, followed by worship at 10.30. Sunday evenings, we come back together at 6 o'clock each Sunday evening for another period of worship and Bible study. And then on Wednesday evenings, good time to get our spiritual batteries recharged in the middle of the week. We come back together each Wednesday evening at 6.30 for midweek Bible classes. You're welcome to any and all of these services. We'd love to get to meet you and get to know you and let you get to know us. To study God's Word together, to worship God together, to grow spiritually together at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. We hope you'll take advantage of that. Also, go to our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com, and take advantage of all of the free resource, Bible study resource materials that are there. Hundreds of scripturally-based articles, hundreds of sermons in, in audio and video format, and you can even sign up for our podcasting, and it's always free, and you'll receive to your smartphone or computer or whatever smart device you choose a tremendous amount of Bible study teaching every single day including this radio program, Search the Scriptures, five days a week. So all of that's available for you for free, churchofchrist.com. And tell everybody else you can about it as well. We're going to get back into our study about fear. Really, we're talking about heart troubles. We're going to bring the study to a close this time, talking about a particular heart trouble, and that's fear. Now, we understand heart trouble. Somebody says when they're talking about somebody, well, yeah, old Joe over there or, or Sally over there, they, she's got some heart problems. Well, we understand what that means. It means she has some kind of disorder having to do with that muscle inside of her chest or his chest that pumps blood through their circulatory system. Maybe, maybe the heart muscle is weakened and not, not working as efficiently as God designed it to work. Maybe there's blockages somewhere in a blood vessel or artery, or maybe more than one that feeds blood to and from the heart. Uh, maybe it's a situation where they've, they've had a heart attack and their heart has been damaged in some way. It, you know, the, the possibilities can go on and on. But we understand what that means, and we understand that that individual needs to seek the proper medical care and treatment and maybe even medication to be able to deal with that particular heart problem. Well, a whole lot of people have another kind of heart problem or other kinds of heart problems, and that's of a spiritual nature. Somebody says, I, you know, I just, I just feel in my heart that I, 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 I can't really live the Christian life. Well, that's a heart problem. They've got heart trouble. 
Now, we could also look at people who are always worrying, always worrying. They're worrying all the time about one thing or another, and if they've gotten through whatever the last thing it was that they were worrying about, they're looking for the next thing to worry about. That, again, is a heart problem from a spiritual perspective. Some people, they, can't, they, they just can't not gossip. That's a heart problem. And ultimately, sin is a heart problem. Jesus said that. He said that that in, in Matthew chapter 15, that sin, evil thoughts, all kinds of wicked practices, they come from the heart. In verse 19 of, of Matthew chapter 15, he said, out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. And the list could have gone on, I'm sure. See, we're talking about heart problem, heart trouble. Well, in this particular part of our, our study in heart troubles, we're talking about a specific heart problem, and that's fear. So many people live fearful that they cannot live the Christian life faithfully and obediently on a consistent basis. Well, we've talked about that. We've talked about how some people, they, they, they're, they're so fearful that they become paralyzed. Now, there's a whole long list, and I have no idea how many hundreds of different classifications of phobias there are out there. You can look them up. But there are a lot of people, they suffer from one kind of phobia or another, and that keeps them hampered, even paralyzed in some cases, from dealing with some particular situation in their life because their phobia, they've let it overwhelm them, and they have not been able to overcome that. Some people, as I've said, they have a phobia of just being outside their home in public, and they stay in. They make themselves kind of a hermit within their own home or their own apartment for years at a time because they're so afraid, they're so fearful of being outside the home out in public. Well, that's unfortunate. We need to never let ourselves, to the best of our ability, but also depending upon God to give us the strength where we come up weak, we need to never, never let fear overwhelm us so that we cannot be productive Christians in this life, looking forward to eternal life with God in heaven after this life is over. Now, we're told numerous times to fear God and keep his commandments, statements like that throughout the scriptures. But that kind of fear is not the kind of shaking in your boots, terrified, frightened to death over, over God, unless we're living a, a sinful life, and then we need to be fearful. But the kind of fear that, that tells us fear God and keep his commandments is the idea of reverence, holding God in honor and reverence and awe with deep abiding respect for his will for our lives that we read about and learn about in the scriptures, his word. That kind of fear of God is instructed. But the idea of walking around terrified all the time or fearful all the time, just on a general basis, well, we're told not to let that kind of fear abide within us. And we looked at a whole bunch of scriptures that, that teach us, and especially if we're living the faithful 
dedicated, obedient Christian life consistently, we need not fear. We we need not walk around fearful all the time. In fact, God gives us assurance after assurance after assurance. You You can have confidence that I'm there with you as long as you're always with me, and I will see you through. Again, what Paul wrote in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, a power, because he is the one behind us. He is the one watching over us. Over us. He is the one taking care of us. So you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, Romans 8 and verse 15. Over and over again, we read of these statements, even on the night of his betrayal, Jesus told the apostles, let not your heart be troubled. Do not fear. Now, he knew he'd be on the cross the next day, but he was still reassuring them, you don't need to be fearful. You don't need to let your heart be troubled on an ongoing basis. God will be there with you. He'll take care of you. Now, what are the terrible consequences, at least some of them, of the wrong kind of fear? Well, in 1 John chapter 4 and verse 18, as we read earlier, that kind of fear brings torment. And a person who is always in fear is going to be a person who is always being tormented because of his fear. His life, his emotions are going to be in turmoil to a great extent. That kind of fear, the consequences of it can be overwhelming virtually. Now, outright fear can literally be paralyzing. Do you remember the account of the Jesus had been put in the tomb? Roman guards had been placed at the entrance to the tomb. God sent the angel to roll the stone in front of the entrance to the tomb back because the Savior was going to arise from the dead. Those Roman soldiers saw that angel appear, and they became, the text says, as dead men. In other words, they fainted out of fear. Well, such fear can cause people to not live up to their responsibilities, to not take actions that they should take that would be to their benefit, and then to suffer as a result because they did not do the things they needed to do. And that was the case with the man who received the one talent from his master. And we looked at this in in depth and detail. Matthew chapter 25, verses 25 through 30. The master left. He gave three of his servants different sums of money to work with while he was gone. And he expected them to use those sums of money in productive ways. One received five talents. That was a sum of money. One received two and one received one. The servants who received the five and the two talents, they did as the master had expected them to do, and they put his money to work in a productive way. And when he came back and called them to account, they had given him a profit. But the one servant who had only one talent, he was afraid that he might mess up. So he dug a hole in the ground and buried that one talent. When his master came back to call him to account, He dug it up. He gave it to him. See, I didn't lose it. And the master said, I didn't give this to you. I didn't put this into your trust for you to bury in the ground. I gave it to you. I left it in your trust for you to use it productively and make a profit for me while I was gone. And he declared him to be wicked 
servant and said, cast him into outer darkness. Now, that whole parable was meant to get across to us that God expects us to actively serve him while we're still here on this earth. The Lord in heaven now, he's going to come back one day on the final day of judgment and call us to account for how we will have lived our lives in his service, in faithfulness to him, or having failed to do so. Now, lost sinners, they often refrain from becoming Christians for fear that they will not be able to live a faithful Christian life. Now, terrible consequence of fear in this case, they stay lost in their sins. How tragic that is. And similarly, otherwise faithful Christians, they cower from getting involved in the works and activities of the church because they're afraid they'll mess up. They won't be able to do a good job. And so they don't, they don't get active. They don't become uh, involved in the works and activities of the church. But over and over and over again, we read in the New Testament scriptures, speaking of Christianity, that God has good works for us to do as his faithful followers. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10, the book of Titus, James chapter 2 goes into tremendous detail talking about how real faith, saving faith, is working faith. Well, So we need to understand that God expects us to be active and involved in the works and activities of the church, which God has laid out for us to be involved in. We need to not let the devil plant those seeds of fear in our minds and give in to them and become so fearful that we become unproductive as faithful Christians. A negative fear can actually cause failure. In some cases, it can even lead to the very thing that a person fears in the first place. Now think about that. You see, we need to open our eyes. We need to come to a better understanding. As long as Peter kept his eyes on Jesus, as he saw Jesus walking in the water toward the boat where the apostles were, were, and he first they were afraid, they thought they were seeing a ghost, And Jesus said, fear not, it is I. And Peter said, Lord, if it is you, bid me to come to you. And Jesus said, come. And Peter did step out of the boat and began to walk across the surface of the water to his Lord. But the text tells us in Matthew chapter 14, verses 28 through 31, that Peter became distracted, and I think we're to understand from the language of the text, became fearful of the storm around him. And when he took his eyes off of Jesus, he began to sink into the water. Well, see, as long as he kept his eyes on Jesus, he walked across that water to his Lord. When he became fearful of his surroundings, he began to sink into the water. As long as we walk in faith with our lives properly focused on our Lord, and that's going to mean active, faithful, dedicated service and obedience on a consistent basis, then we can navigate through the rough waters of life successfully. 
when we become distracted by the storms of life around us and shift our focus away from our Savior, we can easily find ourselves being overcome by those storms. Fear can be contagious as well and cripple not only the person possessing it, but also infect others around him or her. When the Israelites were poised to enter, the, to enter and possess the promised land shortly after God delivered them from Egyptian bondage, Moses sent 12 spies out to, uh, to spy out the land, the land, the promised land. Two of the spies, Joshua and Caleb, came back. They brought a good report. They said, hey, we're able to take it with God's help and power. He'll give us the victory. Let's go. But the other 10 spies, they gave a fearful report to the people, and the people listened to them. And as a result, God caused Moses to lead them back into the wilderness and to piddle around for about 40 years until the entire adult generations of that people died off in the wilderness. And their children could rise up, grow up with greater faith, and God then through Joshua, led them into the promised land and gave it to them. Well, when the Israelites, later when the Israelites were again ready to enter and possess the promised land, those who were fearful and faint-hearted were instructed to go home, lest the heart of his brethren faint like his heart. Deuteronomy 20 and verse 8. So you see, fear can be contagious. It can infect other people around you. And that's another side effect of letting the devil convince you to be fearful. Don't let him win. Now, how can fear, how can fear be overcome and avoided? The simple answer to overcoming fear is to turn to and walk with faithfully and consistently your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. When we walk with God, he walks with us. When Jesus sent his apostles in the Great Commission, he assured them, Matthew 28 and verse 20, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. The apostle Paul exhorted in Ephesians 6 and verse 10, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. He then instructed, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Successfully, in other words. Victoriously, in other words. Ephesians 6 and verse 11. And then Paul listed a whole series of implements of spiritual armor that God has provided for us. That God has provided for us. And then tacked on to that list of the spiritual armor, Paul said, praying always with all prayer and supplication, Ephesians 6 and verse 18. You see, even when dangerous situations confront us, we have the blessing of going to our Heavenly Father in prayer and seeking his deliverance, his victory. And with God, nothing is impossible. Luke 1, 37. Matthew 19 and verse 26. Nothing is impossible for God, and with God all things are possible. We need to recognize that God is not a God of fear, but of power. 
and his power can work in and guard our lives and see to our needs. Again, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. 2 Timothy 1 and verse 7. He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think because of the power that works within us. Ephesians 3 and verse 20. Now, the devil is always going to try to plant seeds of fear, doubt in our minds that we can't live faithfully, that we cannot live a Christian life faithfully. But the devil is no match for God. 1 John 4 and verse 4, greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. We need to keep in mind and we need to take heart in the fact that with God, all things are possible. So he can see us through whatever the devil might throw at us. Whatever the devil might throw at us. His power, that is God's power, can cause good to come ultimately even from what might seem to be terribly negative circumstances in our lives. Romans 8 and verse 28, all things work together for good to those who love the Lord, who walk with him according to his teachings. Why would anybody be so foolish as to not walk with God? He offers us deliverance. He offers us forgiveness through Jesus. He offers us eternal life through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He offers us his strength, his protection, his assurance. He offers us his peace that this world does not understand very well. Philippians 4 and verse 7. We need God's comfort and care. We need to trust him to provide those blessings to us just as he has promised to do. 1 Peter 5, verses 6 and 7. And if we will resist the devil by drawing near to God, then James tells us in James chapter 4 and verse 7, the devil will flee. The devil will flee. He'll run. But we need to be steadfast in resisting the devil. 1 Peter 5, verses 8 and 9. We need to not give him any place in our lives, including when he tries to plant fear in our minds, in our hearts. Ephesians 4 and verse 27. We can overcome fear by actively serving the Lord, by purposefully taking up our cross and following him every day. Matthew 10, verses 38 and 39. Oh, there's great power in walking with God in faithfulness. We'd like to help you study God's word further. We'd be glad to send you a free Bible study through the postal mail or talk with you on the phone. Our phone number is 402-498-8397. You can contact us through our website at churchofchrist.com. You can write to us, or you can click on the email link and contact us that way. We'd love to help you put fear out of your life and walk in the peace and the joy and the assurance of Christianity. Please contact us. Let's pray. Father, help us. Help us 
to see that you will give us the victory, that you will not let the devil have his way with us as long as we walk with you in faithfulness consistently. Help us to be assured that you will always be there with us as long as we're always there with you. And that we need not fear because your power will be there with us. Please forgive us, gracious Father, and hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.